Hi everyone, welcome to Hubshots, episode 107, the first episode for 2018. This is the podcast where we'll discuss email etiquette, HubSpot lead flows, canonical URLs, and the HubSpot creative top 10. This is the podcast for marketing managers and sales professionals who use HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey. Craig, welcome to Australia's number one HubSpot podcast. I know, isn't that great? Uh, So listeners, we're calling ourselves Australia's number one HubSpot focused podcast because that's something we just made up because... I don't think there's any other HubSpot-focused podcast in Australia anymore. I mean, Moby does inbound, but it's not <laughs> inbound buzz, which is awesome, but it's not HubSpot-focused. So we just thought we'd put that tagline on. Exactly. And we know, should broaden it to Asia-Pacific. Asia-Pacific, there you go. Um, because you know what? We were joking over dinner about this. One of our clients, they're in a particular technology yes. field, a database technology, and they said they just started calling themselves Australia's leading blah-blah consultants and BI trainers. Yes. And they've been doing this for about 10 years, and now people just always refer to them. Oh, no, they're the Australian leaders in that. And they, they just made it up. So not that we're recommending you just go and make stuff up, but isn't it funny how you just put that in people's minds? So there you go, Australia's number one HubSpot-focused podcast. Now, talking about that, Craig, inbound thought of the week is... Well, it's related to email etiquette, isn't it? Yes. You know, my life is complete. I've got a screenshot here. I actually replied to a prospect this morning... And the only thing in my email reply was an emoji. <laughs> that was it. That is my reply. And how did they respond, Craig? Actually, it was fine because it was just related to a meeting we'd set up. Yeah. I was going to meet them um, today. We were chatting about, isn't it weird that with email, we still use personalization and yes. formality, hi, first name, blah, blah, blah. And then we sign off with our signature and we have, oh, some people have these huge, yes, humongous email signatures that just takes up, you know. Space. Important, <laughs> important space for my eyes uh, compared to Messenger. And we're, we're moving to a Messenger framework. So Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, mm. uh, even direct messaging and yes. Instagram and all these yeah. different tools that we do it. Do you ever go high, high first name and do you ever yeah, sign off no. cheers no. Craig or cheers Ian or something? Because you're thinking it's like a constant conversation, right? I know yeah. who you are and you yeah. know who I am and we're just conversing. Yeah. So how long is it before email just loses all of that and it just becomes just the best? I think it's, it's kind of getting there already. Mm. It's, it's on that shift yeah. as people move towards messaging and behave like they're messaging people using it, email as a medium. Yeah. So. so two things out of this. One is that in my email replies now, if I've actually conversed with someone on a messaging platform of any type, could be LinkedIn messaging or anything, I'm going to set my emails just to be as brief as possible, yep. as if it's a message rather than all this formality. Mm. For people that I haven't done that with, I'll still keep it because, you know, they might find it weird or think I'm being aggressive or something like that. But that's one thing. But, you know, we're going to try this. You and I are both going to try We're going to give a test. In email nurture sequences, yep. we're actually going to cut out the personalization yes. bit, the high so-and-so mm-hmm. and the sign-off, and we're just going to keep it as a mess just to see the response. Yeah. Excellent. That leads very nicely onto our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig, which is follow-up emails in lead flows. Now, if you're probably on marketing starter or marketing free, you might see this already in action. And it's being rolled out to the others. So, Craig, run us through. What is it? All right. So, hopefully, all our listeners are using lead flows because we've harped on that so many times on the show. And if you're not, please stop right now. 
And go and create a lead flow. Yep, just implement a lead flow. So easy, so beautiful. Great tool in the HubSpot toolkit. You always noticed as you went through creating a lead flow, there was that uh, second to last option about follow-up and it was always blank and it was just a placeholder? Yes. Well, now they've started putting something in those placeholders for some. So we noticed this last year, I think, uh, was it December we were chatting about yes, this? Or correct. late November? Yep. And we thought, oh, well, we talk about it in the show. We better not because we wasn't, weren't sure whether it was beta or not. But now it's actually been notified. It's actually been announced. Yes. That's, that's there. And so what the deal is, is now with the lead flow, you can trigger a sequence of emails uh, which is great. So it's almost if you're used to uh, workflow in, the, in in big HubSpot, not baby HubSpot, you've got workflows. It's kind of a really cut down version of that. You get up to five emails. However, there's no real formatting, so it's almost you can't it's edit plain HTML. Text. It's almost, almost it's plain it's kind text. of like plain text, although you can yep. put links in there. But there's no personalization. You can't actually put high first name. So it's limited in that respect. Uh, but you can actually put delays between the five emails. However, only days. And, and weeks, you yeah. can't put four hours or yep. five minutes. So it's, again, it's a cut down version of, of uh, big workflows. Uh, but it's really nice. Got to remember, this is free. <laughs> this is free. So I've got a screenshot from one of our portals. And wh- when you first set it up, you go and put in your kind of address details and things like that because by default has to put that in all emails, can spam compliance. But other than that, get, get cracking, get that. So if you're not using MailChimp already, connected into your lead flows on a HubSpot starter. Um, yeah, this is a great little tool. If you haven't quite got it in your portal yet, there we've got a link where you can sign up for the beta and get it activated in your portal. Now, we have a bonus in the marketing feature that we create, and it's about canonical URLs. Yes, so that's a product update. They're now allowing you to edit canonical URLs in blog posts, landing pages, and web pages. Uh, let me take a step backwards, Craig. Canonical URLs, people that do SEO are very familiar with this, but to... Somebody in marketing who might have just heard this bit of jargon flying around, what is it? Well, that's a great question. And I'm going to say, just hold that thought, because coming up in shot four, we're actually going to spend a bit of time talking about canonical URLs. So jump the gun. Stick around, listeners. (laughs) All right, now onto our HubSpot creative top 10 of the week, Craig. And this is 10 ways to use HubSpot that you might not have been using it before. So encourage you guys at this point. Wherever we are, take note of the time and um, go back to your desk and run through this while you're actually at your desk with HubSpot portal open. All right, number one. All right. So as we just said, use lead flows on blog posts. So here's the minimum thing to do. Correct. You, you, you want to have a lead flow, but you've got nothing to add or no asset available yet. Put it on a blog post and simply make a PDF version of the blog post available for download. Correct. Lead flow, sign up, get a PDF version. Yep. Seriously, do it. You might, listeners, you might think that's ridiculous. No one will sign up. People sign up for it because they find it useful. Yes. PDF version, they can print out, whatever. So there's number one. What's number two? Create an email course people can sign up to that deliver a sequence of emails. Example, over five days, you have a tip every day for five days. If only there were a new feature. Yes, that's right. In that lead could flows do this. that could implement that. All right, number three, Craig. All right, so enable Google uh, AMP version, uh, accelerated mobile pages version on your blog posts. Yes, and this is a setting within HubSpot that you need to enable to make that happen. Number four, connect your Facebook ads account and create your website audience within HubSpot that you can actually target. And if you've got um, the ads add-on, you can actually sync lists and make them audiences. So this is a really key feature. 
and I think I talk about it a bit more down the in another shot in another item. Our creative top ten goes to twelve. Yes, <laughs> we've got two bonus ones. It's like a spinal tap goes to eleven. Ours goes to twelve. All right, number five, Craig. Use canonical URLs in blog posts, web pages, landing pages. Stick around. We'll explain what that means in a sec. Excellent. Number six, set up parent and child workflows. So child workflows are self-contained workflow units call from any number of parent workflows. Now, we talked about this in a previous episode, so have a look through the archives and find out if you want to understand more about that. Number seven, Craig. Okay, use the dashboard share function to send regular recurring emails to your team. So, you know, you're on the marketing dashboard. Up on the top right, you can go share, and then you can say, send me an email or send recurring email. You just choose that and choose members of your sales team or your marketing team, and it'll send the dashboard every week. It's a great way just to get an automated weekly dashboard going out to the team. Number eight, check out snippets in the sales tools and also check the activity feed and start with the highlights tab. You know what? I go in, this is in sales, yes. uh, not marketing, but in sales, I go to the sales tools menu. Yep. They've always got something new. Is it? It's a kind of like every month is a new thing. So snippets yes. popped up. That's new, right? Yeah, yeah. I it's haven't been seen that there before since December, I think. Is it right? Yeah. Okay. I was like snippets. Snippets. This is cool. Oh, there you go. There's a great tip for 2018. Yeah, and this. I mean, the whole idea of this is actually to make it faster respond and to have a consistent response to things, and it can be used across multiple tools within HubSpot. So that's the whole idea of this. So there's great power. It might look like a small thing. But there's actually a great power within the tool to using it. It is really cool. So actually, will we just spend 30 seconds explaining what it is? Snippets? We'll add a link to a knowledge base on it. But it's basically a text expander, which can also include personalization items. So let's say you're in an activity feed for a contact. You could have a, and it's invoked with a hash. So you just go hash client details. That snippet will expand and pull in, if you've defined it in the mm. snippet, to pull in client yes. details such as uh, last deal or last yep. conversion or things like that, and it'll pull it straight in uh, to the activity feed. Yep. So check out snippets. Really cool. Number nine, Craig, have a HubSpot owner assigned to the contact. So this is, we're talking individual contacts within HubSpot, so that when you do email marketing, the email marketing actually comes from the HubSpot contact owner. So this is, I think, really important. Instead of coming from something generic like marketing at yourcompany.com, I think this is one thing that you should really look out for. Yeah, that's a good one. So number 10, if you spend money on Google AdWords and Facebook advertising, this is where that ads add-on, which you mentioned earlier, comes into its own because it starts inserting that stuff into the timeline. provides invaluable information. Yeah, and one other thing I love seeing is it actually shows you what ads are being clicked on and what keywords are being typed in to actually execute those ads. And it really gives people an understanding in that timeline what people are looking at because we see in timelines people will search for different keywords and click on different ads because we target all of those variations and they'll still come back and then they'll maybe inquire later on. So it's a really key understanding behavior of what people are doing. You know, we could have left it at number 10 there, but we've got two more. What's number 11? Number 11 is filter the activity in your timeline and um, have a look at shot five later on in the show. You'll actually get more details about that. Yeah. I want to highlight this one because lots of people still miss this, but you can actually go, so you're in a contact and you want to see the timeline for all all of the stuff they've done. 
you can actually filter the events that are in there, lists that they've joined, workflows that they've been involved in. And quite often there's so much stuff in their timeline, especially if you've got all these integrations and things like that. So you just go, oh, tick, 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 untick, untick that, and you just see the relevant stuff. So it could be ads add-on pieces where you just want to see that kind of stuff. And finally, number 12 is the prospects tool. And use this to see who the potential people are that that are visiting your site or page they're looking at because you can definitely find out something interesting and actually add. So, for example, you find that a potential customer that can be identified is on your site. You can actually add that as a contact in your CRM and then you can actually keep a a track and see how, how it's going with the revisiting and so on. Excellent. There you go, Creative Top 10. Even if you just pick one of those and get started on your portal, you'll be ahead. Absolutely. All right. Now we're going to talk about the marketing tip of the week, Craig, and this is about canonical URLs. So let me re- re-ask you that question again. What are canonical URLs, Craig? Okay, so this is an important topic because canonical URLs are a way of indicating to Google what is the preferred source if you have two versions of a piece of content. People are always worried about duplicate content. This is a question we get a lot from clients. Oh, I've copied this page over here. Oh, I've got a, it's a very similar page here. Will Google penalize us with a duplicate content penalty? And the answer is no. Google doesn't have a penalty about duplicate content on your own site. Yep. What they do have is kind of a watering down filter. So they'll choose one uh, for the search query and they'll often choose another for a different search query. But that couldn't work well. For example, different location pages where you might have particular location tailored page around a product. That's okay. But what's if you've got very similar versions? So let's say, and this is an example from one of my wife's sites. She has a Christmas article. She normally copies it each year and just says, oh, here's a version, as we say every year, blah, blah, blah. Here it is. And so there you've got, you've actually got duplicate content straight away on the blog. So what can you do? Well, you can actually set the canonical, which says to Google, this is the one that I want you to rank rather than having both and therefore diluting it saying, no, well, you know, neither of them rank very well. We'll point all the canonical links to one of them. And canonical is essentially saying source. This is the original source version that you want Google to go after. So that's one example. Um, another example might be have a product or a service and you see this often, they'll copy it because they want to put it in a slightly different section on the site. Yep. Here it is under solutions. Oh, no, here it is under services. We wanted to copy with a slight tweak. Well, we only really want one of them to rank, so mm. we'll set the canonical to one of the others. And often you see this with landing pages as well. People make copies of landing pages to go under different campaigns. Yes. They're all kind of similar, but there's one main one that they want, say, under a, under okay. the menu, yeah. canonical URL point all the canonical URLs on the other ones to that main yeah. one. You're basically saying that's the source one Correct. that you want Google to go after. Yeah. So does that make sense? That's the canonical URLs. Now, previously, HubSpot wasn't allowing you to go and edit those yes. easily. Well, actually, not at all, I don't no, think. No, you couldn't do it at all. And I think that's what it comes down to. This is something to do with SEO, which probably needed to be done, and so we've done it. All right, on to our HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig. And we're going to talk about the integration with HelloSign. And this is something that... We had one of our customers try out and they wanted a solution to easily get documents signed so they could actually start their sales process. And they'd often, because it was too hard, like people had to print it out, sign it, then fax it or take a picture of it and send it. Things took so long. 
And they were talking about it and umming and ahhing and I suggested, well, let's try Hello Sign. And so they've tried it out for 30 days and then I said, if you're happy with it, then we'll integrate it into HubSpot and you can actually use it. And they've had a great experience with Hello Sign and setting up templates, making it really easy, being even for people while they're out and about on the road to sign and send something back within minutes. So I, that's why I wanted to highlight this as a feature because I think every business at some point has some documents that get signed and this is something that will save you money, stress and time. You've had a really good experience with this one and I think this is the way it's headed. We've, in our agency, tried a few yes. and we've just never found the right fit. We haven't tried Hello Sign, yes. but I'll, I'll try that one next. But, you know, it's only a few years, well, a year or two from now, we'll look back on these days Correct. when document signing was such a hassle and there was no integration, it was just a, a cumbersome thing. Yes. And we'll just go, well, why did it take so long? You know? yeah. And so this is a good sign and another example of HubSpot integrating nice tools into their ecosystem. Yeah, and one thing I did pick up, Craig, as well, is that if you've got it actually in there and you're in the contact you can actually almost invoke that document template straight off that. It's on the left-hand side in the contact. Oh, nice. Which I just discovered. So it's all there. And that's, what, that's what's great about it. It's available for everyone to use. And you've got a great screenshot in the show notes showing how you can filter your timeline, which was that's one of right. the items in our Creative <laughs> Top 10 before. So have a look. All right, Craig, on to our opinion of the week. Creating content as a way of giving. And this is because you were reading a book called Peak Performance Over the Christmas Break. And one section that really stood out to you was about optimal performance and its purpose. Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah, so I read a lot of books on business and also peak performance. This book actually happens to be called Peak Performance. Uh, there's tons of books called Peak Performance, by the way. So, but I've linked the, the actual one that yes. I read in uh, uh, through to Amazon. And I'm always interested in what improves productivity and efficiency and also effectiveness. Yes. I, I always like that. If efficiency is doing something well, but effectiveness is doing the right, right thing. thing. You know, it's, it's, and I think it was Bill Gates who said, you know, there's nothing worse than doing a really bad thing super efficiently because it just scales <laughs> bad practice. Anyway, that's a bit of a side line. Um, but I was looking at... Um, Performance uh, often um, related to purpose yep. and also an attitude of giving, which I thought was really interesting. Yep. And so then along the lines of giving, I was thinking around content. And you know how content in blogs five or ten years ago, maybe not five, maybe ten years ago, people were writing blog posts and blog articles to give. So it was all about providing help. And then marketers came along and ruined it for everyone, as Kip Bud and I would say. And we've turned something that was around giving into something that's around taking. And you know this because it's like content strategies. We're going to write content so that we can get leads. And it's really, it's really turned it around from where it was 10 years ago. And so everything is about take, take, take. How can I actually get something back? Can yep. I get a lead or an email address, et cetera? And so then I was thinking, well, as consumers, we're pretty savvy about what we read. And there's this... This sense that you get, and I can get it almost within the opening paragraph of a blog post if I read it, I know whether it's about giving or whether it's taking. And my, while you might not consciously know that, subconsciously you do. And you just find yourself, re you've already got your guard up. Correct. Yeah. You notice this, you're yeah. kind of like, why have I got my guard up? I'm reading a blog yes. post. It's because you know that they're trying to take something from Correct. you. And the whole reason for the blog post was purely about take. They're not actually worried about yeah. giving. 
And I think as marketers, and this is why this is in opinion of the week, because I struggle with this. As an agency, we are paid to get leads for clients, right? And so content strategy is one of the ways. So it's kind of like, well, we've got to create content to get leads and then it gets handed to, you know, it's just like, yes. so that I'm slightly conflicted about it. However, reminded of this attitude of giving gives you more purpose. So you often, when you write with a sense of giving, you actually have more energy and more, I guess, motivation to write. Whereas if you know that you've got to write a blog post so that you can put a lead flow and get some leads, you notice how you slightly deflate it. You don't have the motivation because there's no purpose there. It's I'm not helping people here. I'm just trying to get a lead. And so I think that's important for marketers when we think about our energy levels and how we get stuff done. And you know how you can go into the zone. I'm yes. writing a blog post, which is really providing value. And four hours later, you've written this amazing thing. So where did the time go? Okay. As marketers, we need to get back to that. And I'm just going to finish by chatting about Joe Polizzi from Content Marketing Institute. He always used to say, build an audience and later think about how you might ask them for something in return, if that's appropriate. Just this idea of building an audience and you build an audience when you have a spirit of giving, when you think I want to provide valuable, helpful content to give without necessarily wanting to get something back straight away. Anyway, that's my thought of the week. And as marketers going into a new year, when suddenly we're faced with KPIs and all this kind of stuff we've got to do, let's not lose sight of the fact that we're actually talking to people and not just numbers to try and squeeze into another, you know, lead generation list. Excellent. Podcast of the week, Craig. And this is from the Farnham Street podcast. Tell me more about this one. Sounds very interesting. It says, The Art of Letting Other People Have Your Way, Negotiating Secrets from Chris Voss. Yeah, so we love the Farnham Street blog, and Shane Parrish, who writes that, is a thinker. It's it's not so much to do with marketing, but it's to do with life uh, improvement, I guess. And this is an interview with Chris Voss. He's a former FBI hostage negotiator. Yeah, right. Which you might think, ah, hostage negotiation. Well, it's (laughs) interesting what you learn about human psychology and talking with people. And I recommend it to marketers to think about how we engage with others. Yeah. Quite often we want to rush in and kind of say, oh, well, here's the way it should go. Here's the relationship. But actually the other negotiation is often just about standing back and finding out what other people need and want. And I think as a marketer, that's an important skill to learn. And uh, also just one tip when he was talking about, um, which I thought was interesting and just uh, in terms of, approaching a situation we often have to negotiate in life things not only business but just how we relate to people and this idea of self-talk to kind of negotiate with yourself to go into situations i didn't realize this but you know how you you see those movies and people talk to themselves in the mirror yeah and you think what a turkey right (laughs) well apparently the self-talk i always thought you could talk internally you know yes telling myself silently telling myself did you know that just by talking out loud and hearing your words back through your ears, that actually triggers a different part of the brain to respond yeah, because right. you're hearing it oral? Yeah, so just, I don't think that's related to marketing, but that's... Um, but, I mean, that's interesting. Like, it's interesting you, how... How the brain works. Yeah, yeah, how we get into stuff. So that's a fascinating podcast uh, Well, I'm going to listen to that on I my think way you'll home love tonight. It. I think you'll love it, yeah. All right, finally, on to our resource of the week. This is definitely worth listening to and taking some tips out of there. This is something that Larry Kim, who we quite enjoy, and he's the CEO of Mobile Monkey and the founder of WordStream, he did a session with HubSpot and it was about unicorn marketing. 
we put a link to it. So watch the video. There's a transcript there, but I'd encourage you to watch the video and look at the slides. There is definitely things to pick up in there for this year that you can use because Larry always provides good value. Legend, Larry Kim. That's right. Now, there is a great quote of the week, but I guess if you're driving and listening to us, it's not going to be very funny, but you should really look at it. This is a cartoon from The New Yorker. Yes. It's gold. It's one of the best cartoons I've seen. Should we explain it? Yeah, because if yeah, you're listening on, to explain this. It. Explain so, it if you're running, jogging, driving. Let us explain. I'm kind of reluctant to explain it because when you see it, it's so I know, better, it is. It's basically a couple sitting at a table like they're dining out and one's this hipsterish kind of guy and uh, he's basically talking at his female companion and the quote underneath says, let me interrupt your expertise with my confidence. <laughs> it just captures the current zeitgeist so well, I think. It's gold. Anyway, there you go. So I'm sure we'll tweet that. I'll put that on Instagram and, um, and then you can have a look. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's brilliant. And as always, we'd love if you would um, leave us some feedback on iTunes and uh, reach out, join our Facebook group, join our WhatsApp group. And tell us what you love and what you don't like about this show because as we go into our third year, we'd love to be of help to people that are listening as we grow this community and people that use HubSpot. Well, Craig, until next week. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.